Hi, my name is Kara. I am one of Rob's students. I've been doing the meditations with Rob for a little over a year now. Um, it helped me cope with a lot of the things that I was trying to work through at the time. Um, and it was just really cool to see what my mind was capable of when I entered a sort of trance state. Um, but I had a lot of fun with it, so I just kind of kept going, and then Rob asked me if I was still interested, and I said, sure, you know, what else do I have to lose? <laughs> Shannon's backstory. So I wasn't actually in the project last year, but I listened to the whole story, and I was very intrigued by it. I've done shows with Rob before in the past. Um, I've acted in Cthulhu, and I've also stage managed, and I've always really enjoyed devising. So I thought this would be a really cool and interesting project to get into. So the way I accessed the second world was something that I also did in my meditations in order to get in. It was sort of a ritual and I did it almost every time, which was to imagine myself in the palm of a giant hand in the sky. And I would be present there with myself and then I would sort of duplicate um, into identical versions of myself. And then I would be sort of present with both of them looking back at each other. And then at one point, one would get up and then walk to the edge of the giant palm of, palm of the hand and jump off. And then I would be sort of in the second world. And that is how I accessed it. Um, Sometimes I would leave feeling very at ease, and sometimes I would leave feeling very stressed out and kind of wish that I didn't do that. Um, like for example, the first time, the first time we did a meditation, it brought me to a very warm and calm place. Um, I remember just feeling very at ease, and I didn't feel any insecurities, just laid there and was like, wow, I'm very peaceful. But then sometimes we would do a meditation where I would just see a being. Like one time there was this girl sitting on a swing and she was crying and she scared me, but I also wanted to help her. I had this weird feeling to go and help. And it was just always an adventure whenever we would meditate. Um, and then uh, I always saw a very peaceful meadow that was like the first place I'd land after falling from the sky. I saw a peaceful meadow, um, but there were other places nearby that definitely did not feel as safe. One of them being a dark forest and a throne room. And there was this throne that I was really attracted to in my meditations. And I always remember I just need to sit on it more out of curiosity than anything else. Um, and I saw it multiple times. And so I got really confident with uh, meditations. I was able to navigate to and from and within the second world. Um, had a lot of fun with that. I was able to interact with different things. Uh, I was pulling objects out of liquid mirrors. Um, there were tons of flowers, kind of like the Georgia O'Keeffe paintings that I saw as a child. Um, I would try to steal some of the petals to bring home and press. Um, but don't tell Rob that. <laughs> and my final meditation was pretty much a combination of both. It started off 
pretty dark. Um, I mean, I guess like literally it was pretty dark. <laughs> um, everything was black and all the outlines of buildings were white, but I, it just made me feel uneasy and unsafe. But I started seeing more of those little orb creatures and they started to follow me around almost as if I was their mother. And I kind of followed them to this room where the room was complete opposite. It was white and warm. And this giant face appeared, this giant face of a woman. And she greeted me and she didn't say much, but I just got this feeling from her that she was a very kind, loving figure. And then she leaned over, kissed me on the forehead and then the meditation was done. A woman appeared and she started yelling at me. She knocked me down. She, um, she, she, was, she was yelling, she was super angry. I remember hitting the cold stone floor and it was painful. I think I'd like to continue these meditations like I did before and really just see what my full potential could be. Um, hey, John? Hey, what's up? Uh, you know, you left me a really weird message last night, and I kind of just wanted to touch base and see, like, what you were talking about. Wait, I called you? Yeah, oh. yep, you did. I don't you remember that. Well, okay, but I have a message from you, and it was saying something about Marissa Mars, and that you thought that she was going to come in trying to disrupt the experiment. You even said something that, like, inside the portal you're gonna see a black bird and that's her sign to you and like okay, what are you talking about it's really weird uh marissa mars isn't a person i don't think i've told you this but that's like my alias on the vioca archive uh just kind of getting out a lot of the stuff from you know the first season um so actually, she's not a real person she she is a real person john like what do you mean she's real Marissa Mars is a major figure in the book of Ecstasies and Transformations. You know, she's Autumn Tremont's rival. You didn't make her up. Wait. But she's, she's, oh, she's in the book. Yeah. I mean, it's possible that you could have taken the name maybe, like from reading the book. But I, I mean, you, like, she is a real person. I guess. Like, I, I kind of thumbed through it. I didn't really go in depth, but I, I mean, I guess. Look, I guess it's possible. It'd be super John, weird, I don't know what is going on, but you need to get your shit together. We need, you need to focus. You are doing something very important, and you cannot let Marissa Mars get in the way of this. The Several Faces of Marissa Mars by Robert C. Thompson. There is good reason to doubt whether there is any such person as Marissa Mars, or Autumn Tremond, or Gregory Vandermeer, for that matter. Someone wrote the texts attributed to them, but the degree to which those texts describe the actual events of three actual people is impossible to discern. The style of the writer calling herself Tremond has a strong mystical component and does not allow itself to be read literally from beginning to end, which opens the possibility that her entire narrative could be symbolic. 
I tend to read these characters as aspects of a single actor undergoing a creative transcendence, although I allow for the possibility that there are distinct writers creating the different sections of the text. Mars is the most prolific of the three. We never hear a word from Vandermeer directly, and Tremont's reflections are limited to her narrative. Mars, by contrast, has quite a bit to say. Not only are the commentaries traditionally attributed to Mars, but we also have a series of short essays written under her name. The trouble with these essays, or the trouble with reading them as the work of a single author, is how profoundly different they are in content. One article is a complex and fanciful demonology of the second world, one is a second-person warning about the effects of the portal on those inclined to experiment, and finally, there's a paranoid conspiracy track drawing together elements of popular culture to accuse me and my performers of manipulating our audience into a sort of spiritual vampirism. I believe it's likely that these essays were composed by two or three separate writers who adopted the name Mars in order to build a corpus around the negative perspective regarding the portal work. Medieval and Renaissance alchemists would often ascribe their work to well-regarded predecessors like Albertus Magnus in an effort to lend their ideas credibility. Mars is no Albertus, but her name joins together a series of interrelated, if idiosyncratic, ideas. It's not so much that Mars has a reputation as that she has become a banner carrier for a genre of theories relating to a very esoteric practice, or rather a story about a practice. Hey guys, how's it going? Good morning. Hey, good morning. How's everybody doing? I'm all right. We're okay. Hey, Lucy and Shannon, have you guys seen a black bird when you were doing your meditations? In the portal? Uh, Guys? And, well, I, no. Mm-mm. No? Okay. Uh, Kara, if you see one, can you let me know? It's something for Rob. It's it's not, like, super important, but I would well, like to know. Sure. Yeah. Sweet. Do you want me to start, Lucy? Or? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> The gate to the poppies. 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 To the poppies. Are you in there? Yeah, I'm in. Okay. Okay, so you should be in the field, and in front of you, there's a path with a forest right and uh-huh. poppies there's poppies yep. all around yep i see the poppies yep okay now go into the forest and okay. just follow the path i see the tower okay. i see the tower great great okay so there should be a gate um go through the gate yeah and then somewhere at the base of the tower there's a door and and for me it just it just like unlocked right away pushed right open like this uh-huh did you go through i'm in yes okay okay um what do i do now go up the stairs okay um and then once you get to the tell me tell me when you get to the top there should okay. be a trap door tell me when you're there okay i'm here Okay. There's a. Tr- I see the trap door. Now, go up. Okay. 
Are you in the room? Yeah, I'm in. What do you see? Lightning bugs. Just lightning, lightning bugs. bugs? How many? One, two. Is there some is there someone Hello. there? The woman? I'm in both. Too places. many to count. I'm do you here, see the woman? But I'm also there. They're leading. The lightning bugs are taking me. The eyes. What about the room. eyes? Kara. There's a Kara. chair. Don't don't sit in the chair. Kara, can you hear me? Am I there? Do you see me? Kara. Kara, Kara, what the heck? The myth axiom. The right is the story told, but the story is not the right. And the narrative? 4.3. The fourth narrative of Autumn Tremond. One day she offered to do my laundry. When I went to get my clothes, I found her with her ear pressed up against the machine. Marissa Mars was always listening like that. The understood. She did not. In that room, we both belonged to her. It was her text that we had gathered around. Ecstasies and transformations. I had experimented on my own. She didn't grasp that impulse was essential. Now my impulse was for him. I couldn't let her know about the other world. I couldn't let her know that we needed to separate. We had been fully intimate since before that summer. Not just the three of us, but the five who shared the book, deeply focused in our nakedness. Marissa Mars hated me the day we didn't show for her reading. We had always been there before. I had seen the other world, and now I was with him. She knew she'd never find it, or else it would have been her. One of us would need him. The others would be left behind. I think she liked my body better. A terminal flaw. She would hate me more. She said I stole her power like a vampire. The book was mine now. She had the words, but I knew the ending. Good. That's, that's gonna work. Oh my god, you're back! Yeah, um, well, kind of. Kind of? What happened? Well, I did everything you said. I walked up to the tower, I walked into the room, but I got distracted by all of those lightning bugs. They they were in my meditations, and they've been visiting me in dreams. Um, I see them when I'm sleepy. I just thought that maybe... They were important for something. Right. Um, and I've been, I've been bringing things back, even though Rob told us not to. What? From inside the portal to out here? Yeah. Um, <gasps> but it, it's not as bad as it sounds because, well, maybe it is. I, well, I did everything you told me to do. Like, I just. What do you mean? What kind of things? Well, I brought back these poppies because I saw them in my meditation and in and, and my house growing out of the carpet. 
And I saw these crystals and they've been showing up all around my house. And I, I also saw these lightning bugs in my meditations and I've been seeing them in my dreams. I see them when I'm tired. And I just thought that maybe if I brought these things back, that that just meant that maybe I could bring you guys back too. Right. But I got into the room and the lady, the, the, the lightning bugs drove me into that room and the lady was looking at me and she told me to sit in this chair and I thought that I could outsmart her. I thought that, you know, that piercing look that she gave me <laughs> wasn't going to get to me. But I took the chair and... Do you hear that buzzing sound? Buzzing? Yeah, it's a it's like a buzz, like a low buzz. Uh yeah. Yeah, I do now that you mention it. It sounds like like little wings. Yeah. It was worth yeah. Well, um so I think we're both sort of skirting around the awkward question, which is, what do we do now that we're all stuck? Yeah, who gets us out? Well, I don't want to tell Rob. Yeah, and I don't really want to tell John either. No, he's been acting insane recently. Yeah, kind of scared. Yeah. Um, wait, isn't Aubrey doing her own work? Yeah, I think um, I think someone mentioned that. Maybe we I should would get in contact with her. Yeah, I think so. I think that she might be able to get us out, and I trust her. Yeah, I definitely trust her more right now. Okay, John, um, here, I want you to take my phone for a second. Aubrey's on the line here, um, and I want you to do what she wants. She's going to make a request of you. It's going to sound bizarre. Uh, it may sound a little... Um, big, uh, but you have my permission and I would like you to do this. This I think is more important, um, than what you're up to here. What is it? Okay. Just, just talk to her. Okay. I'm going to go back. Hello. Hi, John. Hey, John. Okay. You've got to meet me in Shenandoah. I'm working on a large continental triangulated portal. And if you really want to understand what cross-dimensional travel is all about, you need to come see me right now. I'm making the crossing in no less than three days. I've already talked to Rob. Wait. He's fine with you make, taking a break. He's, re- he's fine. He's fine with you taking a break from work and coming down to Virginia. Okay. Uh, how long is it going to be? Because I'm supposed to be up here documenting the experiment. And if I'm going to be in Virginia, that means I'm going to be missing like a, like a good bit of it. It's the last day. You're only missing the night shift and you've already seen that. At least you will have already seen it eventually. Besides, you'll feel like you never left. Rob, how'd it go today? We got uh, three out of the 12. Okay, not bad. Are you... Are you sh- no, I think it was five. Are you sure it was three? Oh, yes, I forgot. Yep, five. Okay, five. Yeah. The Dark Pool is created and performed by the Alchemical Actors. To dive deeper or to donate, visit darkpoolproject.com.